Start your horse and come along. Cause you can't get your ride if you can't hold on. Singing. You be tired. You be tired. What? Until the break of day. Sing it again now. You be tired. Get along, little doggies. Until the break of day. What's that from? Watch the the man eating jackrabbits and those killer cacti. Hey, dude. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was on one of those CDs that, you know, like oh. you download a bunch of random stuff off Kazaa and burn for your car. And it's always one of those random CDs. I just had a whole stack of random CDs. I'm like, I'm done with this. One. Just pick it out. Pick one at random to throw it in. And was, hey, dude. Showed up quite a bit. <laughs> hey, dude. That sounds like previous Scott. Some movies shouldn't exist, but let's pretend they do. Boy, boy. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. I'm the other guy. Scott. Which Scott? You know. Great Scott? The one, the, the future Scott. F. Scott Fitzgerald? Scotland Yard? Yeah, that's what the F stands for. Yeah, future, future Scott. Scott. Future Scott Fitzgerald. Um, so we are here to do prequel, sequel, remake. That is the comedy podcast where we take a movie, we discuss the film, and then we pitch prequels, sequels, and remakes for that film. And the film this week, Scott, is... Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> the Spice World. Spi- oh, yeah. Spice World. <laughs> spice up your life. Everybody in the world. Rest of your life. Mess up your life. No, don't do that. Yeah. Everybody in the world, fuck up your entire life. <laughs> do it now. If Pretty a movie had just been called Spice Girls, like, like we're not even trying to mask yeah. this as anything else. <laughs> it yeah. might, might as well. Yeah, it really, it really might as well have. And then you know, this movie is basically, like, the plot of the movie is essentially the Spice Girls need to get to a concert at the Royal Albert Hall. But, like... It's really more just a series of, like, vignettes and, like, comedy set pieces in between the Spice Girls performing Spice Girls songs. There's really not a lot of plot to be found. There's a couple of, like, physical gags where it's just kind of, like, almost seems like it's going to be a parody movie. Like, you know. Yeah. That's. Yeah. But it's like, what's the parody of? It's literally just them going gig to gig and just kind of, like, having meaningless, you know little dialogues here and there. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen any of the Beatles films like A Hard Day's Night or um Yellow Submarine? Yeah. I see, the, that's the animated. Yeah, that's yeah, the animated I've seen one. That one. It, it's a, it's it's pretty much A Hard Day's Night except for the Spice Girls and the 90s. Oh. Like and like you'll ask like Beatles fans and they'll like defend Hard Day's Night like till the cows come home, but it's it's really the same thing. It's a bunch of comedy set pieces like in Beatles songs. And that's what that's what this is. It's comedy set pieces and Spice Girls songs. And to be absolutely fair, obviously we're a bunch of almost 30-year-old men. We weren't the target audience for this movie. We no, weren't. No, and, no. and and nor nor are we. No. Still aren't. <laughs> Still definitely aren't. If if we had like a reawakening no, nothing against the Spice Girls. No, in fact, no, I think no. in terms of those types of groups, like uh, uh, you know, manufactured pop 
groups, you yeah. know? Yeah. They're yeah. fine. They seem like cool they, ladies. Like they got real, like, character to themselves. They do. Know? And yeah. they seem to have a pretty okay sense of humor about themselves, because this movie... Yeah, they, they take dick yeah. Kind of almost a farce, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... But, but, you know, it, it's just, it's not particularly bad. Well, it is particularly bad. It's just I, not offensively bad. I would say it's, like, harmless and fine. Like, I, like, I would rather watch this than most of the films we've reviewed so far. Um, like, I mean, I think that's fair. Like, Volcano, oh, Waterworld, Kazam. Listeners, uh, write us. Ask us if Volcano is the low point of <laughs> the movies we've viewed. It's, as much as I love that episode. I think it's going to be a contest between Volcano and Kazam. I think those are the ones people are going to suggest are dozens of listeners. Uh, all, all I'm going to say is that, you know, I, I just... Uh, Almost fell asleep watching this. <laughs> it's it's, it's that it's, it's a movie. It's it's do, it doesn't deliver on like any like essentially they're the bad guys in the movie are like people who are like we don't like the Spice Girls. We're gonna need to write bad articles about them. <laughs> but it ends up just, just ends up just making in working in their favor, and it's just like you know it's, it's I don't know. And there's a guy who like comes out of a toilet like just like creepy like like they should have really gone a little further with that guy i'm just saying that's you know like what if they had right and, and like it, a spice- terrifying horror movie like the x Files, <laughs> <laughs> and like spice world did just end up being this awesome movie i couldn't be into that you know the whole boot boot camp uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh part is with, just like why is this happening with that like weird like german foot soldier like drill instructor mm-hmm. dude like that oh, that's yeah. a weird comedy set piece yeah. uh, i don't know the alien part where yeah. just aliens just show up oh, like cool. briefly You're the space girls. I, think, I think like honestly oh, shut the fuck up maybe even more so than space jam this movie is really <laughs> like if I were to tell people like to really get like the the most common pop culture of the 90s out like and watch like three movies it'd be Wayne's World it'd be this movie and then Oh man, maybe. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Dumb and Dumber, or or there's something about Mary. Wait, like, wait, wait. wait. You're does. talking about like quintessential '90s movies, or just or like just... you get an idea of '90s culture. Of '90s culture. Let me. I'm gonna play that game. Yeah, I'd say Wayne's World. This Step one. right up. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely say Wayne's World. I agree yeah. with you on that. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and everyone saw that what I just did. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's an anyway, audio podcast. Uh, um, don't um, worry, I'll insert a clip of him doing it. <laughs> well, the clip of what I just did. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the guy who's doing the one, two, three hand. Uh, I don't even own a gun, um, <laughs> let alone many guns to necessitate an entire rack. Ah, man, Fight Club, or that's just a good movie from it's, the 90s. I believe that's two thousand. No, it's ninety nine. That was a came out the same year as the Matrix. And like, yeah, but the Matrix it. isn't really a ninety. It's like those are like hearkening in the two thousand. Yeah, but it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just talking about like pop culture. Okay, okay. Like the We're stuff about early nineties. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Spice World, I think of the Spice World. It just brings me back to elementary school, and it, I I just loosely associate them with like the like I was saying the Lisa Frank binders, yeah. Hello Kitty stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't want that you know and now i'm like i'm older i'm like i don't, I don't care but right. i'm watching it i'm like i'm still not you know connecting to it and and that's fine you know what let the girls have their thing 
and the Spice Girls are coming back for for a world tour, so they say, but they haven't released any dates. I looked it up. I mean, oh, really? I'm not released dates. I mean, like, like what, when you delve deep into their catalog, there can't be like, okay, if you want to be my lover, they've got three. Uh, like, they've got three. They only have like three albums, I think. They might have. What's it called? Wannabe. What that song's called? Wannabe. And then there's like Spice Up Your Life. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they need to delve more into, and this is just a side note to the Spice Girl, by the way. You guys need to delve more into the catalog of spices available to you in the world. Travel to the Spice Islands, you know what I mean? See what Captain Cook was all about or whatever. Really live know? up to your uh, namesake, because, uh, yeah. so, uh, you know, so you're not. Other, some other ones. Um, Say you'll be there. That's one that you, if you heard it, you'd recognize. Um, Wanna be spice up your life. Um, who do you think you are? It's, that's another one. If you heard it, you'd recognize it. Um, I mean, they were they were huge. They had two big albums. They were they were gigantic. Um, Ginger left the Spice Girls, and then the Spice Girls <gasps> broke up. Um, and that's and they Ginger. Came, yeah, Ginger Ginger Spice Jerry Hallwell. Um, See, Ginger was the only one that was actually even close to being a spice. You know, right, mean? right. At least yeah. you're kind of like, yeah, Ginger's, in the realm. Gin, they should have. Ginger is a had, spice. Ginger is a spice. Yeah, yeah I'm saying it's a root. It's 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 a spice, but it's nutmeg spicy. Is a, nutmeg is a spice. Fair, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, they don't have a nutmeg. Spice. Turmeric is a spice. They don't have a turmeric. I'm just saying spice. your other. Roots. What's a posh spice? <laughs> Can you tell me what that is? What, um, which, which, just, which plant do I go and cultivate and, and dry out? British slang term, right? It just means, yeah, it's a British slang term. Okay. It's like uppity and like rich. When she's like, <laughs> when she's like, is my dress too short? And there's like, no. And she hikes it up more. Like, uh, just like, yeah. It really makes me want to zig a zig up. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna be perfectly honest. Oh yeah, if really, really, they're like really. super PG except for when they're not. This movie's not really like I don't know. It has it. I don't know if this movie is PG per se. Like it kind of. There's a lot of suggestive things in it. There's one part where like a boy is like, I don't know if he's in a coma or just like knocked out, like unconscious. And one of the girls is like, "Hey, Ginger, you should flash him." And then he like wakes up immediately, and it's like, Ah, oh, God! <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, the person who wrote this movie was actually just credited as a story editor because you know. So <laughs> oh, so I before we started recording, <laughs> I told um, I told you guys I had I dug up some facts about this movie and that they would be game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, so fact number one, um, the director of this movie directed one other film, and that was that darn cat <laughs> with Dougie Doug and Christina Ricci. <laughs> yes, and he he. Allegedly, because I don't necessarily believe this, but allegedly he was in America filming that darn cat, and someone had suggested him for this project, and he was like, "Who are the Spice Girls?" I don't <laughs> believe that, because he's he's British. In like 1997, you've heard of the Spice Girls? You've heard Wannabe? It's played in know. every grocery store. I didn't you've know. You heard it? I don't know. If but, if to be fair. If you're like a, uh, I want to say if you're a busy director, but it doesn't sound like he really was. <laughs> Somewhat busy. He was working on that. But I don't know cat. if you're a grown adult. Like, like, is that really in your? I can see how you maybe you can. Well, May- maybe it's hard, but yeah. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, you know that's how production works. Goes. <laughs> only other movie. Yeah, and he's he's mostly a TV director in the UK. Um, but the other thing, the writer thing, so. The writer for this film wrote another infamous 
um, comedy musical film. And that film is From Justin to Kelly. Oh! <laughs> this makes sense. Uh, this makes it very similar. That happened later. It did happen later. Not but that much later. <laughs> 2003. Like three, yeah. like, like. But, like, isn't that, like... Like full circle, like oh, of course you would just make that of crappy course. American Idol movie, which is unwatchable. Oh no, from Justin to Kelly is horrendous. I would rather watch Spice World than from Justin to Kelly yeah. any day. Like oh, Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson, who are both perfectly nice people, but terrible actors. In that it's movie. like they got a movie. Like where's the success story for any American Idol winner after that? Like they just fade away. Clay Aiken had a. Um, Clay Aiken had a, a thing. Uh, he had a, he ran for Congress. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, Ruben Ruben Studdard was in uh, Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Jennifer Hudson's really successful. She's an uh, she's an Oscar winner. Noble cameo in Spice World. Early appearance of uh, I think Dominic West, Jimmy McNulty from The Wire. Oh no? yeah, he played yeah. the he, yes yeah he played the uh, uh, the. Uh, the photographer. photographer. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. laughed. It's like, and you, you. I looked at the trivia, and it's like, oh yeah, his first like feature film role. It's like, also Alan Cumming is in this movie too. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler, man. Um, yeah. Um, and Meatloaf is in this movie too. Like, he's the bus. You're getting driver. all the all the hits. All right, Desmond. Would you recommend Spice World? <laughs> only if you, uh, only if you have some childhood attachment to it. Otherwise, there's no reason. Hey, to I know. I, I I just woke up, guys. What's going on? Oh, don't worry. You didn't miss anything. Is, it's oh, all you, dark Kyle, outside. Is it the morning yet, or is it still night? Um, well, you missed the podcast. It was weird. It was, it's, it's, I got to go eat dinner now. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Um, and at that point, you should just go back to sleep because you can eat right before you it's go to sleep. Too early to go. Just gonna to hold sleep. on to all those calories, Scott. Or it's too late to go to sleep. Yeah, I don't is know. It, is it safe? What time is it really? I mean, really though. Would you say yes to that movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and Peter, I would say that it's perfectly harmless. I could see if you were like really nostalgic for the era, watching this. Like that's totally fine. If you like the Spice Girls, then you probably love this movie. Um, in the same way we love Space Jam, even though Space Jam is admittedly not a good film. No, it's not a good film. It's better than Spice World. Spice up your life. Spice Jam. Like, imagine if they put Spice Jam. Oh my God, I know. Spice Jam. Wait, 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 oh, I wait. wish I made Spice Jam. Dang it. Yeah. So we should uh, we should uh, segue into spicing up our lives um, with our first story uh, presentation. Well, the prequel. That'd be me. I'm on prequel duty. Nice. Uh, uh, I often get to go first, and that's always fun. Yeah, it does. Well, um, kick it <clears> off. No pressure, man. No pressure at all. Okay, guys. Um, so prequel duty. The title of my film is Spice Hard. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm 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 ready. Tagline: More Spice Girls action than you could shake a motherfucking stick at. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by, and as you can see, I wrote this in Kevin Costner. Oh, uh, because he recognizes people who are underappreciated, and he wanted to make uh, you know Spice Spice World was a really beloved thing, and you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just watched the original one. Why know? would you need to make another one? But he saw one. something in it. So Kevin Costner, uh, you know, it's a meeting of the minds here. Um, okay. Synopsis. We open on a top secret facility on a snowy mountain. Guards patrol and smoke and do general guard-like crap. From around the corner walks super spy Solid Spice. <laughs> Uh-huh. Also known as Posh. 
Victoria Beckham. Using her good looks, she seduces the guards to follow her around the corner for a good time. The guards follow, but are met with Pasha's gun barrel being pointed directly in their face. She shoots them both point blank without hesitation and swipes their facility access passes. Posh sneaks into the facility, distracting another set of guards with a piping hot Stouffer's lasagna. <laughs> it's like a microwaveable time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unable to resist, the guards follow the sense. It's <laughs> <laughs> crappy lasagna. <laughs> but it comes in a little tub. <laughs> Just so easy. It has like a thousand ingredients in it. Posh comes to a giant vault and begins to inspect the lock. A shadowy figure appears behind her, gun in hand, and yells something in Russian. Posh puts her hands up and remains calm. The person then reveals themselves to be another agent, played by Demi Moore. I take it M doesn't trust I can get the job done, eh, Shady Spice? Oh no, he does. I just can't let you have all the fun. Merciless killing always was your forte. It saved your sweet ass more than once. Posh then smiles. For England, Posh? For England, Shady. <laughs> Sorry, wrong voices. It, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. I think holding yourself to the standard of always getting the British girl accent right is going to be a recipe for failure. The agents then blow the vault wide open, revealing to be a data bank filled with hard drives and other valuable intel. Shady stays out to keep watch as Posh goes into the vault, grabbing the data required for their mission. Suddenly, Shady goes silent. Posh comes out of the vault, to find Shady held at gunpoint. Posh pulls a pin out of a grenade and holds it up for intimidation. What are you waiting for, Posh? Blow them all to hell! At that moment, lasagna guards shoot Shady in the back of the head. Posh screams out of rage for her fallen comrade and tosses the grenade, blowing up everyone. She makes a daring escape, dodging gunfire and more guards, until eventually stealing a cargo truck. As Posh makes her way down the windy mountain road, a dormant guard appears from the back of the truck. Posh engages in a cumbersome knife fight while escaping, until eventually careening off a cliffside. Posh pulls a hidden parachute cord on her kick-ass spy suit and is safely pulled from the truck as the guard falls to his death, the truck hitting the water and inexplicably exploding. Posh slowly descends and lands on a rich woman's yacht. I need to use your phone. Hello, MI6? Shady Spice is dead. Yes, I need evac in one hour. The rich woman then drops her robe, and Posh admires. Better make that two. Cut to opening credit scene, set to a Spice Girls cover of AHA's The Living Daylights, but the words lights is replaced with spice. AHA did The Living Daylights theme? Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Our story then resumes five years later. Posh Spice walks into MI6 confidently. To receive her next mission assignment, she is greeted by M's plucky new assistant, played by Emma Bunton. Oh my gosh, it's solid spice in the flesh. (laughs) You're something of a hero of mine. Say, Posh, do you think I'll ever be a field agent like you? Anything could happen. But it's more than just gunfights and martinis and sex. I lost my best friend out there. Posh looks at a photo of Shady Spice. You wasn't focused. (laughs) She says. It's so deep. It's a deep cut. What's your name anyway? People call me baby. But I hate it because I'm a grown fucking woman. <laughs> Ch- 
chin up, baby. You can do anything. Oh my god, Posh Spice just told me I could do anything? I'm going to freak out! <laughs> oh, M will see you now. Posh enters the office and sits down. M, played by Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think M stands for? <laughs> Muppet? Muppet? Hi! Greets Posh. Welcome back, Solid Spice. You know I hate that name. Ever since... Yes, yes, since Shady died, of course. But we have a lot of work to do. Oh my god. Terrorist unit Icarus is holding the sun hostage. And if we don't meet their demands, they plan to blow it up. Even worse is they plan to launch the bomb using a top-secret altering tank. And what are the demands? Well, you! The leader of Icarus goes by Liquid Spice. We have no intel on this liquid. But, su but we suspect that they have some bone to pick with you, which is why I'm giving you a partner for this mission. Through the door walks Scary Spice, played by Mel B. Of course. Of course. Well, but yeah. Who yeah. Else? Gotta have Mel C and Mel B. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Mel C is. I'd like you to meet Scary Spice. Thank you, Pam. Pleased to meet you, Posh. Why do they call you Scary anyway? Scary then pulls off her face, revealing herself to be a cyborg. Well, that is horrifying. <laughs> Your mission, infiltrate the facility, destroy the weapon, and kill this liquid spice. Q-Branch will see you now. Agents Posh and Scary take the elevator down to Q-Branch. The two small talk and bond. In Q-Branch... Well, there you go. James uh, Bond? Uh, more like Dane's Bond. I never heard oh. of that. Oh! Oh! Never, I've never heard of no James Bond. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The two are greeted by Q herself, played by Jerry Hallowell. Okay, girls, pay attention. I have your new custom gadgets. A gun with the power of gun. <laughs> Knife. With a cute new feature of stab. <laughs> and a watch with the power of expensive. <laughs> Scary then notices a banana on the table with the gadgets. And what about this? Does it shoot a rocket? Hands off that, Agent Scary. That's my lunch. I knew it. I knew it. No. As soon as you no. mentioned food, no. this is going to be, that's my lunch. Debonair 7. They always make that joke. Oh, like three different times. It's a big sandwich. <laughs> no, I know what you want. You want to make a big sandwich. Give me the freaking do it, Shaggy. Posh and Scary depart on their mission. They sit in a stealth jet, gearing up, preparing to parachute into the base. Scary, may I ask you something? Sure. Do you ever wish you could just give it all up? You know, just go off and live life? Maybe play music and sing with your mates? My programming allows me only one desire, to kill. Come on, Scary, wouldn't it be great to be rich and famous, not some hidden covered operative? I have been known to enjoy the correct sequence of musical notes from time to time. The agents then get ready to jump. They fall quickly into the outskirts of the facility. Once landed, the two decide to split up. Posh goes through an open sewage drain. Scary hops the fence with robotic ease. She tackles a guard and crushes his skull under her heavy robot leg. <laughs> Posh sneaks through the facility, dispatching guards with ease. When she seems to have found the weapon's storage hangar, she swiftly is attacked by an assassin dressed head to toe in baseball gear. Boss said you'd be coming, says the assassin, who wallops Posh in the ribcage with a baseball bat. And who might you be? People around here call me sporty. Because when I'm a bit bad, 
I win. <laughs> Sporty then swings the bat at Pasha's face. She reels back and spits out blood. Wouldn't want to damage that perfect little face of yours. Posh gets up and the two engage in a lengthy hand-to-hand battle. Like Krauser and Leon. It's Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Something oh, like nice. that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good choice. Oh, very good, Kakarot. I see you trained in Japan. So did I. The two... <laughs> <laughs> the fight goes on until Scary enters, knocking Sporty unconscious. Posh and Scary then make their way into the weapons hangar and are met by none other than Shady Spice, who was alive. Surprise. Alec Trevlin. Basically. <gasps> Hello, Solid Spice. It's been a long time. Shady, I thought you was dead. Only part dead. Hey. Maybe don't throw grenades at the corpses of your fallen comrades, because if they do survive, they're going to be burnt to shit and really mad about it. <laughs> Could have checked my pulse. Oh. Well, I can't let you blow up the sun. That was a red herring. I'm not going to do that. I've come to the secret base to pursue my true passion. Shady hits a large button and blast doors open, revealing... A mass production fleet of Robo Carter Blakes. Whoa! <laughs> Throwback to the Deep Blue Sea episode. I give you Robo Carter Blakes, the perfect super soldier. <laughs> uh, who the f is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a valid question. <laughs> An off screen voice is then heard. I can't let you do that. The voice is none other than LL Cool J, <laughs> piloting the giant spider from Wild Wild West. <laughs> never wanted this. <laughs> go on, Spice Girls. I'll take care of her. Be free. Leave this Spice Biz and go make some super rockin' tracks. LL Cool J and the giant spider then fights the massive fleet of robo Blakes. Shady is crushed in the ensuing chaos. Scary and Posh just kinda leave. <laughs> Six months later, Posh, Scary, Baby, Q, now called Ginger, Cruise down the highway in a pale blue slam van. <laughs> they came across a hitchhiker, none other than Sporty. They stop. Oh, hey, it's uh, you guys. Really sorry for trying to kill you. That's not me at all. Shit got weird when that guy came in on that giant spider. The base's foundation just kind of collapsed and everyone died. I escaped, though. <laughs> on my way. <laughs> I'm on my way now to London to become a big star. <laughs> No way! So are we! Hop in! We can all be a big family! There's no future but what we make for ourselves! The girls drive off. Smash cut to Spice Girls cover of Down With The Sickness. (laughs) Wow, that's giving me some work there. (laughs) Excellent. Oh my god. Desmond. Desmond... So many emotions. You, you, you found a, a good way to, to hybridize uh, another 90s classic, Goldeneye. And <laughs> uh, borrowed heavily from that and then, you know, just stopped. That left field with the all uh, wild, wild west and, and, the, and the deep blue sea. It's, it, there was no option. It was no, what the fans want. And you give them what they and want. And you give them what they want. You get, yeah. Also, uh, proud of Kermit uh, the Frog, you know, 
getting to the top of MI6 Just somehow. <laughs> 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 well, I was thinking it's just like, you know, these types of movies would be filled with celebrity cameos. That's just true. like the best you can have. Kermit the Frog. LL Cool J. Yeah. Uh, uh, the list I guess, you know, A-listers. You know? Dormant guard. <laughs> By the way, I want to get a dormant guard. A guard that's just like <laughs> dormant until you need them. Until you fucking need them. You know, <laughs> they, they come back in spring and they flower and then they sort of started die back, but they're still there. They'll come back next spring, you know. <laughs> when they ask, like, who's Carter Blake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, though. That's, like, that's his character that? name. It's not even... It's what's Tom Jane. Tom Jane. <laughs> <laughs> did, but did you guys pick up on it when uh, when Posh is looking at the picture of her fallen comrade and she's oh, just yeah. like, he wasn't focused. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. a line from... Song. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And him just like Deus Ex Machina, it's like he freaks. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all the T two stuff in there is good. Hell yeah! Oh man, like. Oh. I, I hope that they that went with right. the uh, with the like practical effects and really only just minimal, minimal CGI. You oh, know, like T two did. And people, a lot, a lot of people think T two was like you know heavy CGI, but there's actually very few scenes. Like, yeah. Mostly practical effects. It's really, that's, really that's why. It, to be fair, yeah, that's why. That's why that's why it's good. Yeah, that's why it still looks good. Yeah, it holds it's amazing. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. Here, here, here's the real movie I would, I would want. Actually, take the entirety of Goldeneye, like none of my stupid like like pop culture bullshit, and just insert the, the, the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. That's that'd be sweet. Yeah. I'm surprised actual... we don't see that with any other movies. Maybe that's because there's just like IP, you know, yeah. sort of like. You know, infringement going on there, but yeah. that would be that would be amazing if you happen to own the rights to some movie. Like, let's just insert whole different characters, make it again. Well, it's like if they could take Hard Day's Night. How can they start? Well, it's a more I of mean, a loose adaptation. Yeah, it's, right, it's, you know? it's not really an adaptation; it's just the same style. It's just same like style, comedy yeah. vignettes yeah. and like it, I don't, oh God, I don't even remember. I think like. Paul has like an uncle who gets into like mischievous situations yeah. in the hard days. Night. Paul is a dead man. The deep, like flat Earth esque cut you got there. No, it's it's they say it in their own song. You know, it's part of the they're part of their own lore. Well, I've never heard of the Beatles. Um, <laughs> well, well, you heard of the Beats though, right? Whoa. <laughs> That's what you get when you have to write a prequel to a movie you really don't care about. I, I mean, I don't know. I think people care enough about it, and I think you did a fantastic job. No, yeah, like, yeah, I think you, that was fun. That was fun. I, I was, you, yeah, I think you had one, the hardest job out of all of us. Really? Yeah. I could have just copy and pasted like the actual story of the forming of the Spice Girls. Oh. You know, there is a story there. I'm sure there. I yeah. almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I mean, almost read like paste the Wikipedia. Verbatim was gonna like read it to the nauseam. Plagiarism. I mean, I, no, I changed some words here and there. This I mean, is a I, real essay that I wrote. I would have enjoyed that. Um, but like, I think her like Baby Spice is a weird name for her. Yes, I don't know. It's like weird Lolita thing. Like, like she's not baby. She has pigtails. Yeah, That's it. but like I don't know. She's, she's just been a grown woman. All, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, she's been a grown woman her whole life. Down. Is that whole, what you were about to say? Yeah, <laughs> That's, That's even right. when she was a baby. That's the funny thing. She never was a baby. She was born fully grown. Yeah. Baby, no way. <laughs> oh my god, Victoria, my friend. Um. Well, yeah. Maybe. So that's yeah. my uh, that's my prequel, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, now on to uh, even more talented men. Uh, so that would bring us to the sequel, <sighs> yep. which is this time. Yeah, have from good Peter. luck. Okay. Um, stay with me, folks. You're gonna know where I'm going. You think? 
but you're only partially right. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Title, Spice World, Volume 2. Tagline, Revenge is a dish best served with spice. Director, presented by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Um, noted in advance, um, everyone is played by themselves unless otherwise noted. Oh, that's a smart note to just put in the front. Yeah, because, like, I'm not going to get other people to play the Spice Girls. Played by. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Summary. In a dark Texas chapel, Ginger Spice lays bloodied on the church's floor, her friends and family slowly bleeding to death beside her. <laughs> the remainder of the Spice Girls, Scary, Sporty, Posh, and Baby Spice, the pop singing group and elite mercenary unit, are standing over her. Scary hands a loaded revolver to Posh. She tilts the gun toward Ginger. Posh delivers one round into her skull. Fade to black. Chapter 1. The Scary Door. <laughs> Ginger drives a beat-up Ford Pinto into an affluent suburban neighborhood. She parks in front of a modest single-story colonial and pulls a cricket bat out from underneath the passenger side seat. It has been three years since the incident at the Texas Chapel. Ginger's physical wounds have all but healed, but the emotional toll is something from which she will never recover. This is the home of one of her former best friends and current target, Mel B., better known by her codename, Scary Spice. Scary is sitting at her coffee table, enjoying a Dunkin' Donuts coffee in an oversized Dunkin' Donuts commemorative glass. It's an America's Got Talent poll. She's a judge on that, and they're sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Um, Suddenly, a cricket ball hurtles in through the bay window and embeds itself in the coffee table. Scary cartwheels to the door instinctually and grabs her infamous platform shoes. She ducks behind the entryway. Ginger kicks down the door with the thunderous force of girl power. Scary clicks the heels of her platform shoes together, and four-inch blades shoot forward out of the toes. She kicks violently to the right, but Ginger catches her foot with her cricket bat. Scary anticipated this countermaneuver and whipped out a spinning heel kick with her other foot, her toe blade just catching Ginger's cheek. Ginger swings her cricket bat upwards, sending Scary back into the coffee table. Ginger pounces atop her, but is caught in the side by one of Scary's foot blades, sending her cricket bat flying in the other direction. She tumbles to the floor and grabs the ball from the coffee table wreckage. She rolls to the other side of the room with it. Scary kips up to her feet and charges at Ginger. Ginger rolls the ball towards her, and Scary slips on it, tripping her. She lands backward. As she looks down at her feet, she sees that her right leg is squarely behind her. Her hand grazes the bottom of her spine. Blood. She tries to move her lower extremities, but it's no use. Undone by her own platform shoes. Ginger picks up her cricket bat and stumbles toward her fallen ex-friend. Why'd you do it, Mel? Scary laughs. Are you the one who left, Gint? She coughs up blood. We loved you. We wanted you to get with your friends. Making lasts forever. Friendship never ends. I used to believe it too, till Posh stuck around in me skull. Ginger bellows coyly. She positions the bat above Scary's head. Tell me where she is and I'll make it quick. Oh, which one? Sporty. Japan. Why Japan? They pay the female athletes more, Ginge. It's always been about money and girl power. Ginger caves in Scary's skull with a single swing of the bat. Yes, embrace the violence. (laughs) (laughs) The audible (laughs) violence (laughs) description. She turns to the door and sees an elementary-aged girl sitting in the frame. Ginger grabs her things and walks right past her. Chapter 2. The Man They Call Peg. 
one week earlier. At the Winchester pub in merry old England, a clean-shaven Simon Pegg and his best friend Nick Frost are enjoying a cool pint while they wait for this whole thing to blow over. The old barn-style door swings open, and Simon sighs. I knew you'd be coming. Ever since I heard you got out of your coma on the telly. I know that sounds nothing like Simon Pegg, but I can't do that voice. <clears throat> Ginger Spice sits at the stool beside Pegg. Simon turns to Frost. Give us a dick. Frost saunters over to the jukebox. You know what I need. Oh no. Simon pulls out a leather satchel from underneath the bar top. It ain't the finest I ever made, but it's the best that'll do for the job. Ginger opens the bag. It's a cricket ball and bat. You know where they are? Simon laughs. Scary's nestled up at some suburban style in the Americas. Only other one I heard of was Posh, but she's Posh's last. Listen, Ginger. If she gets wind of what you're doing, I can take care of myself. She's been up to a lot since you've been gone. People have been talking. Loads of girls gone missing in London. No one seems to know why. Bet your bottom dollar she got her hands in it. I'll get Posh. Just you wait. Ginger walks out the pub's doors. Nick Frost walks up to Simon. We staying out of this one, mate? Yep. Chapter 3. Blood Sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sporty Spice sits at the end of a fancy sushi bar in Tokyo, Japan. She dangles an overpriced cut of sashimi just above her lips. She's playing a gotcha game on her smartphone and giggling hysterically. Oh, yeah, I unlocked a diamond-studded high top. Now that's girl power. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the game, you don't even like your. The game clicks off. I, my, I can't do accents. Anyways, uh, the game clicks off. She's got an incoming call from the UK. Hello, hello. Sporty love. It's Posh. Hi, Posh. How's it hanging? Always such a tomboy. Hey, slag off. What's all this then? This about girl power? No, Sport. Scary is dead. Ginger's coming for you. Pull the other one. No joke. We tracked her credit cards. She's in Tokyo right now. Yeah? Where at? I'll grab my girls and we can sort her out right quick. She bought a pricey sashimi plate at some upscale sushi bar about 20 minutes ago. What? Ginger examines her plate. Brushed along its rim is a fine white powder. Suddenly, she feels faint and drops the phone. Emerging behind her is none other than Ginger Spice. <gasps> five minutes, so you can either clear the air, or you just wait till you ain't breathing. <laughs> you left, Ginger. You'd have done the same if it were any of us. We used to get along like kings, traveling the world, playing sold-out arenas, conducting elaborate assassination plots, shagging on occasion, poshing baby still at the compound. <sighs> oh, they're at the compound, but the compound ain't what it used to be. You ain't spiking anyone's sashimi in the compound, if that's what you're thinking. They're not getting off that easy. And this is easy. I severed Scary's spine and crushed her skull. Fair enough. <laughs> Sporty falls to the floor. Tell me, Ginge. Why did you get to be the only spice? What do you mean? Sporty, Scary, Posh, Baby? They aren't spices. Yeah, right. Ginge is a spice. You're the only one. Ginger is just who I am. Maybe that's why you're the best of us. Sporty reaches out for Ginger's hand. Kill him good. She takes her hand and holds it close until Sporty passes on. She grabs the smartphone beside her and hangs up. Chapter 4. Perfectly Posh. Posh brushes a few loose hairs off the edge of her little Gucci dress. 
She gazes into the view screen, which takes up the back wall of the control room of the ultra-clean and futuristic Spice compound. The pod bay doors open behind her. It's Baby Spice, as portrayed by John Leguizamo. <laughs> and drag? <laughs> We're not... It doesn't matter. Too long foo, right? We've confirmed... <laughs> We've confirmed Ginger's plane touched down two hours ago. She could be at the compound at any moment. How did it come to this, baby? We were overconfident. We thought we finished the job. We were fools. Now we got the reunion tour we never wanted. As long as we have girl power, we've got a chance. Posh loads up a video feed on the view screen. A vast array of cryopods wired to a massive mainframe appear before her. There must be tens of thousands of them. They all doubted we could do it. But we told them all we could take over the world if we harnessed girl power. And now we've done it. The pods are revealed to contain girls from all across the world, using their body heat and energy sort of like the Matrix, but without all the metaphors. And to think, baby, this all started with a catchy little tune. There's a thud behind her. Posh turns around to see Baby collapsed on the ground, with none other than the elusive Ginger Spice standing behind her. I'm surprised it took you this long. I... me too. If you think you're taking girl power from us, you're wrong. I don't need your girl power, Posh. I got a big stick. Ginger chucks her cricket ball at Posh, but she ducks to the side. She hits a button on the side panel. A pneumatic tube appears below her and transports her to the lower levels. Ginger dives into the tube behind her. She spat out at the bottom of the girl power facility. A sea of cryotubes and wires are laid out in front of her. Ginge, you should know better than anyone that you can't stop girl power. Posh's voice echoes throughout the facility. Suddenly, a bolt of energy flies in Ginger's direction, barely missing her. This little puppy's got the harnessed energy of 100,000 girls. Posh lifts up a futuristic blaster that's honestly less impressive looking than you'd expect a mega weapon would look, but you know, expectations and all. <laughs> You're just one little Ginger. Another bolt of energy. Ginger ducks behind a pod, unsure of what to do next. Who are you to try and get in my way? I've got buyers lined up in China, North Korea, the Americas. Girl power runs the world, Ginger, and I run the girls into the power grid. Ginger tosses the cricket bat in one direction and runs in the other. Posh fires her shot at the bat, giving away her position to Ginger. She leaps from atop a nearby pod and flying kicks the gun out of her hand, Liu Kang style. Ginger punches Posh in the solar plexus, knocking the wind out of her. Posh tries to cross-chop Ginger, but she catches the hit and snaps her arm, breaking her ulna clean in half. Posh rolls away on the floor and starts crawling for her life. Ginger quickly catches up to her and crushes her left ankle under the force of her feet. She retrieves her cricket bat and lines it up with Posh's skull. You know, Ginger, I knew things would never be the same after you left. Well, that's one thing you got right. Ginger strikes Posh in the skull, killing her instantly. Ginger hobbles her way over to the main power grid and deactivates it. Slowly but surely, the girls wake from cryosleep, but there's no sign of Ginger. Just a lone cricket bat and ball. The, that originally good but made annoying by sheer repetition song from Kill Bill Volume 1, the fight scene in the Japanese restaurant that they used in hella commercials after Kill Bill Volume 1, starts playing. Roll credits. The woohoo one. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. I love that, Peter. That was great. Yeah, it was, it was about awesome. time one of us dipped into the Tarantino, you know, territory. Yeah, absolutely. Tarantino territory. Wow, that's a lot of... <laughs> that's a lot of Tarantinos. Um, a lot and, of Tarantinos. And you honestly picked the perfect, like, uh, movie to 
thrusting to Kill Bill. Well, no, I, yeah, I actually it's, really it's, like that. It's really well. That's a, that's a sweet ass movie. Like, like, Thanks. She, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost too. Yeah, it was like when I, because I was like, I need a weapon that's British. So I was like, okay, well, cricket bat. And I was like, but who could be Tori Hanzo for cricket bat? Right, right. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And like, but I mean, like the, the UK has swords, but no one's like Claymore. Yeah, UK, gotcha. Could have used more eyeball plucky Audi. Yeah, yeah, you know I kind of, I kind of, I. But 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 with that, you know, that with that said, no, it's great. Love. Thank you. Thank you. you. Like like yeah, there'd be hell to pay, Ginger. Yeah, no, there would be hell to pay. Well, I mean, I just thought I like. I thought about Kill Bill a little bit, and then it just fit more and more because there's you know five of them and you know five Spice Girls, and one of them left. It'd be, it'd be, yeah. In his universe, it'd be called like the Spice Girl Five. It you would know be. What I mean? like, it would be, but but I'm now like um, seriously thinking like, what if? <laughs> what if there was like, like the Kill Bill Spice Girls mashup? I mean, how much of those girls fucking? Feet? Yeah, instead of doing a world tour, just hit up QT. Do that yeah. instead. Oh yeah, I bet yeah, he, girls. Honestly, yeah, honestly, I bet he'd do it. Okay, and whenever we're gonna get another shot of your feet. Oh, <laughs> right. Badass ladies and fucking. Uh, what's the guy from uh, Red, uh, Madsen? Michael Madsen. Yeah, Michael, Michael Madsen. Madsen's gonna be all like old and shit. Yeah, so my thought was with Leguizamo being Baby Spice, that's the Madsen stand-in. But hmm. oh, this shit! But I also just thought it'd be funny if Leguizamo was Baby Spice. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> all right, doing um, good, doing good. A right. little hungry, little hungry. Eddie B. Echo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, budget, one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Rotten Tomato score, critics, seventy-five percent. Audience, ninety-nine percent. Expected box office gross three hundred million. Actual box office gross four hundred and eighty million dollars. Wow! Uh, the Spice Girls are back and they're killing each they're other back. on they're screen. Killing it. Real quick, I didn't read any of my stats. I realized that I, as yeah. soon as I. Yeah, I also this. just realized that. Yeah. Well. It's too late. You, me? you could just write them down now. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't read yeah. them. I have. Them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll um, break with the segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that. That's my sequel. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Okay, Des, read your yeah, stats. Yeah, Future Scott. Future Scott, here is Des's stats. Yeah, Scott, I know. Are you listening? <laughs> I, was, I was ready for it. Oh. Well, you're I'm still pre- ready for But it. you're present, Scott. I'm the, I'm the present because I'm a gift to the future. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. We're a lot of Tweety Birds. <laughs> Okay. Rotten Tomatoes score. Audience, 80%. Critics, 20%. Any new spice is quite nice. Budget, 65 million. Expected gross profit, 100 million. Actual gross profit, 500 million. Kids go out in droves, and the video game tie-in, Golden Spice, 64, Ah. is hugely popular. It's just Spice Girls shooting each other. That's badass. Yeah, right. They got a DK mode in that one. <laughs> Paintball mode. Uh, slappers only. Oh my god, slappers, slappers only. only. Slappers only, just like unlimited. <laughs> just yeah, this game will never end. Where did you respawn? Oh, cool. I've respawned there too. Yeah. Great game. Played Temple. Yeah. Golden Spice. I play Complex. You know. Complex. Yeah. Uh, what's um. 
facility is my facility. Yeah, facilities. Facility is just, facility is just it's an okay level. It's just so sprawling. You What's know? the version of facility you can play where it's just like either the back half or the front half? You're right. Yeah, yeah those halves. That. Those half. That. That's oh no, everyone's favorite play. level, caves. Oh, I hate caves. Caves. Oh, terrible I level. I don't recall ever playing it. It's terrible. Because yeah. it all it all level. looks exactly the same. It's like incredibly dark. There's and like, it's no like uh, you can kind of like go up and around like through like an upper cave system, but you you don't know. Where There's you're kind going. of an abnormal amount of levels to play in for a single for for a, 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 a four player game. Like there's a yeah. lot of maps, right? No, it, there's a ton. It, yeah, Goldeneye was great. Yeah. Great game. It's amazing. Amazing game. Yeah. All right. Well, we have the prequel. We have the sequel, and now it's time for the room. Yeah. Good. Good. The, the, the remake. remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the remake. I was gonna do the accent thing we've been doing, but then I oh, right there. Yeah, the remake. The remake by Scott Andrew. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the remake this time, and yeah. and, and I'm excited. Uh, you know, I don't get onto the remake as much, so you yeah. know, this is this was a fun exercise for me to, uh, you know, really try and hone in on you know what the original movie has to say. The spirit as a of piece it. of art, you know, <laughs> uh, as a piece of work. So. Uh, I'm going to dive right into this. Uh, title, Spice World, The Haunted Spice Factory. <laughs> Tagline, the girls aren't revolting. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Tagline two, your produce alone was worth the trip. <laughs> Directed by Hanna-Barbera. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yay. Oh, it's anim- is it animated, Scott? Ba-bum-bum-bum. I'll leave that up to you to find out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the spice van trundles along somewhere in some place. <laughs> f- I don't know. <laughs> the point is, is they're in between gigs and traveling. It's getting dark out, and because of the dense forest canopy and fog and stuff, it's getting hard to see where to go. Their driver and tour manager, Cucks McGee, as played by Cucks McGee, what? Doesn't want to say anything to the girls, but he thinks they're lost. Girls, I don't want to say anything, but I think we're lost. This hardly seems to phase the Spice Girls, who are sort of without direction or motivations. Baby Spice, as played by Fred Jones, states, <laughs> It doesn't matter where we go. Where we end up is what is important. Posh Spice, as played by Daphne Blake, chimes in. Oh what matters is that I have access to an electrical outlet for my curling iron. Sporty Spice, as played by Velma Dinkley, fires back. Jinkies, with all the humidity in the swamp, you won't even need a curling iron. You've never met Daphne, says Baby Spice. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, there's a loud grumbling noise. Ginger Spice, played by Shaggy Rogers, is holding her stomach, which is rumbling like crazy. Oh, man, like I could eat a million pizzas. (laughs) Maybe you should try to lose the first million first. Now hang on a second, Posh, that's not right, says Sporty Spice. You should have said maybe you should try to lose the first million pizzas before ordering one more million pizzas. Oh man, can we stop talking about pizza already? (laughs) There's a great clambering noise. Did somebody say pizza? Says Scary Spice, as played by... Mel B. (laughs) Seriously, who else was Mel B? Give me Mel. (laughs) Suddenly, the spice van comes to a screeching halt. 
A menacing-looking man holding a lantern is standing in the middle of the road in front of a large metal gate. Cox McGee speaks to him. Ahoy there. Would you mind uh, moving out of the road? I'm driving the Spice Girls around and stuff, and we're trying to make it to our next gig. Well, you've come down the wrong road. Nothing beyond here but an abandoned spice factory. <coughs> Been shut down for years. For the better, I say. Some folks say it's haunted. I consider myself among them. At the mention of a spice factory, the Spice Girls see this as a fate intervening moment, and using their massive material wealth, agree to purchase the spice factory from the menacing looking man for a reasonable sum, which to them is not a problem. Using their brand new set of old rusty keys, they unlock the gate, the lock dropping to the ground and spooking Scary Spice, who hides behind Ginger Spice's legs. Once inside the gate, <laughs> once inside the gate shuts swiftly behind them and won't budge. This apparently is not a deal breaker, so they make their way into the spice factory. Once they get the lights turned on, they realize the place is a mess. No wonder they abandoned this place. It's a mess, says Baby Spice. Yeah, uh, yeah, but like, do you think there's any leftovers? Ginger replies to a moderate chuckle. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a scraping noise from the other room. Cux McGee goes to investigate. The lights are off in this room, so he shines a flashlight on a man facing the wall, slumped into a set of lockers. The scraping noise is coming from a fireman's axe that he's using as a crutch. Do you need help, sir? Cux McGee approaches the unresponsive man for some reason. Sir, are you hurt? I represent the Spice Girls, and I'm also their driver. Cux McGee reaches out again for no ostensible reason, and grabs the unresponsive man by the shoulder, turning him around to reveal a very ghoulish figure. Get out, Spice Girls. Get out while you still can. The ghoul swings his axe and lands the blade square into Cucks McGee's chest, spraying ah. blood everywhere. Oh no, it's a dark <laughs> turn for Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> the Spice Girls flee in panic and get split up in the process. Baby, Posh, and Sporty run into the spooky library, while Ginger and Scary run into the miscellaneous processing room involving large tubs of liquid spices. Ginger trips into one of the tubs and is sucked under like quicksand. Scary attempts to help, but the liquid spice is too viscous. The more Ginger struggles, the faster she gets pulled under. She takes one last exasperated gasp before succumbing to the spice. Spice up your life. No, Ginger, you were my best buddy. Did somebody say buddy? Suddenly, John Leguizamo does a swan dive from the rafters into the liquid spice and rescues Ginger Spice. Yes! <laughs> After mouth to mouth, Ginger starts to come round. John Leguizamo? That's my name, and saving Spice Girls from drowning in industrial vats of what's it is my game. Johnny Legs brushes sludge off his shoulder and takes a lick. Tastes like fucking sugar. Best <laughs> 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 Leguizamo yet. Johnny Legs. <laughs> A faint motor noise kicks on. What was that noise? It gets closer and closer. Also louder. Sounds like trouble. Suddenly, the ghoul drops through the windows and the roof above. This time, swinging a chainsaw wildly. Spice Girls, get out! Johnny Legs does a flying bee kick and whacks the ghoul in the head. The ghoul swings the chainsaw and grazes Johnny's arm, causing a surface-level wound. 
Let's scram, says Shaggy, and they all run off screen. You mean Ginger? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the spooky library, the aforementioned spices, Baby, Posh, and Sporty, which I would like to add loudly and for the record, are not varieties of spice one can purchase from the store. But I digress. They start reading some dusty old book, and by they, I mean Velma, Sporty Spice. Jinkies, guys, it says here that Spice Factory is haunted by a ghoul that returns every 20-something years. Wow, sounds like our timing couldn't be worse. But wait, this book was printed last year. Last year? What does that mean? It means this book is fake news. <gasps> Just then, Ginger Scary and Johnny Legs burst into the room. Where have you guys been? Is that John Leguizamo? <laughs> <laughs> John attempts to answer, but he can't be heard over the sound of nervous mumbling and teeth chattering. Then, predictably, the ghoul enters the spooky library, swinging the chainsaw. Hold on a second there, ghoul. That's no ghoul at all. But, like, he totally killed Cucks McGee. We can always get a new manager. <laughs> Baby Spice approaches the ghoul, who apparently does not cut her with the chainsaw and sort of lets Baby Spice put hands on its face to take the mask off and reveal Percocet. Molly Percocet. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Represent. Gotta represent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Revealing the menacing old man from before! The gang collectively gasps. It's that menacing old man from before! <laughs> That's right, it was me. I never legally sold you the property. That contract was a fraud. I was gonna insist you all leave. And then when you didn't, I was gonna kill you all and claim self-defense. I have it all on tape. <laughs> <laughs> but why would anyone go to such lengths to screw over innocent property owners? John Leguizamo adds, Apparently you don't know much about the history of Latin America. <laughs> because I hate spices and I wish to rid the world of them. Everyone is always telling me to spice up my life. But what if I don't want to spice up my life? What if I like things to be bland? Take it easy, old man. F*** you. Oh, <laughs> Wait. There's another mask. Baby pulls off another mask revealing Red Herring! Played by Neil Patrick Harris. Fred is like, Fucking damn it, Red Herring, I knew it was you! <laughs> okay, fine, you got me. It's me, Red Herring. I'll admit, I was always jealous of you guys out there exploring the world, whereas my world never truly left middle school. I stalked you all on social media for years before I finally snapped. And this time, I'll finish the job. Red Herring goes to pull the ripcord on the chainsaw, but is shot in the hand by John Leguizamo. <laughs> Not so fast, Red. John pulls out his badge. I'm Detective Jay Leggy with the House of Un-American Activities Committee. We've been looking for you for a long time. Oh, my God. Ever wonder why they call him Red Herring? Stammering with slight shock, Red puts his bloody hand up. Wait, just a second. I can explain. Red Herring reaches to his throat and pulls his mask off, revealing himself to be Desmond Ports. Whoa! <laughs> yes, that's right. It's me, Desmond Ports, one of the three guys on this podcast. It's true that I am generally a fan of milder food. As such, I am not inclined to eat spicy food. 
despite the well-known medical assertion that spicy food makes your dick bigger. As far as the Spice Girls go, I am ambivalent to them since they are musical performers and not edible spices. Now I will return to my home planet. End transmission. There you go. All right. Budget. 84. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, That's it. <laughs> Yay! Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. Um... I yeah, just yeah. go with the stats yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brew, compose brew on, brew compose myself. <laughs> so, stats. Budget, 84 million. Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics score, 30%. Audience score, 38%. Nice. Expected gross profit, 100 million. Actual gross profit, 153 million. Notably, it has the same exact stats as the Scooby-Doo movie. Go figure. <laughs> Gold Raja Gosnell classic. Oh my! Oh, that, that was a that was a fun way to do it. You know, <laughs> excellent way to do it. And let me just like talk about my issue with spice. <laughs> sometimes I don't like spices. Just sometimes I like to taste the, the just the, taste the, the essence, the raw of the meal. ingredients. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. The raw, the raw yeah, ingredients. Because you like Indian food a lot. No, I don't. What? You're definitely you confused. I really yeah. don't. And that's like almost pure spice. That's, that's, that <laughs> is like liquid spice. That's my. It's like no problem with Indian Solid food. Spice. I mean, oh yeah, there is a problem. I don't like it. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, it was based on reality. It was. That was, was a character. Very well. Yeah. So it was a very good, well done thing. You have, you have the best uh, uh, Johnny Legs cameo. In the whole history of this podcast, you know, because they always do that in Scooby Doo. They, like, they oh, always do. Yeah, it's true. Hey, it's Don Knotts. Yeah, <laughs> it's Cass Elliot. It's famously, the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about putting them in there. Uh, I like where just, you took it, it. Yeah, it just never yeah, came. Yeah, I liked where you took it. Yeah. Well, um, thanks. It's just like how you inconsistently call them by their Scooby-Doo names, and, and it gets hard because I have to keep scrolling back and be like, which one did I have as which? And I'm gonna yeah. shoot you all, claim shelf to France. Yeah. Someone say buddy. Yeah, I liked the pup named Scooby-Doo callback for yeah. red, red herring. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's reaching. That is reaching. Because even as like a nine-year-old, I knew what a red herring was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, you idiots! It's it obviously that. not him! Yeah. There's two schools of thought in the whole red herring thing. I've actually read into this like... Oh my... Oh, you, please, please. Uh, 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 so tell me everything. <laughs> some people think it's hilarious just to like put that on a kid's show, especially a, a Scooby-Doo show. Some mm. people think it's the dumbest thing ever. Because it's just like, yeah, pretty on the nose, guys. You yeah. just call them red herring. I, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every episode. Every single episode. Every episode. Yeah. I, well, I liked it in a pup named Scooby-Doo, like, looking back as an adult, because it's always Fred who thinks yeah. it's red herring. And everyone paranoid. else is just like, no. Fred. <laughs> do you, seriously. It's not him. Do you, want be on, do you want me to be honest? I'm sorry to get sidetracked from that lovely remake. I think a pup named Scooby-Doo might be better than actual Scooby-Doo. That might be a generational thing. Hmm. No, I watched tons of original Scooby-Doo. It's not because it's old. Well, yeah, I know. It's, it's way just... more interesting. It's got that, like, squash and stretch. It's got better animation than original Well, yeah, obviously it's got better animation. I, 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 I'd have to revisit Yeah, it. I, I'm bad. not willing to go on the record with that. I'll tell you what, they're both no better than Scrappy-Doo. Oh, oh, yeah, obviously. I thought, something we could power. I, I thought for a second Johnny uh, Johnny Legs was going to be Scrappy-Doo. I thought for a split second. You know? Because he always, like, came, he always charged in and tried to do something like, for, like something he him. could Let never possibly do, thus endangering. Everyone else in like making a fool of himself. God, 
love John Leguizamo. Yeah, I know he's great. He's I love awesome. Him too. Yeah. yeah. See, obviously, yeah, yeah, you don't know yeah. nothing about Latin America. Yeah, well, I, pl- I plug in his play, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's, true. It's, on, it's on Broadway now, oh, so go oh, really? see it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good for him. Um, Just goes to show we all gave this one our hundred percent. I'd like to take this uh, moment at the end of the podcast to discuss something very important to me this month. It's Jay Moore Appreciation Month. Oh. Actor and comedian Jay Moore yeah. from such films as Pay It Forward and, and The Adventures of Pluto Nash, and also Polly and Jerry Maguire. No. Yeah, he's in both those. No. Yes, he is. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> it's easy to mistake. <laughs> and uh, uh, Cheech. <laughs> Cheech is definitely in Polly. <laughs> all right, man. Well, all right. Why'd you bring up Polly? <laughs> <laughs> you brought. It's got the Pepsi girl in it. So, uh, you know, much love out to Jay Moore yeah. in this uh, week of. Uh, month. Mo- month of uh, yeah. morning. Yes. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I mean, not, not morning, it's celebration. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a commemorative month, you know. Uh, R- real March, right? <laughs> Jay Moore is always listening. I mean, I'd be excited if he's listening. I mean, you, you, you know Tony Francis? Yeah, yeah. Got him to start on the moon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, let's do Pluto Nash next time. <laughs> oh gosh. Ugh. All right. Well. Uh, that's this week's show. Um, if you liked what you heard, um, you can uh, just go to prequelsequelremake.com, um, button in the corner that his, it says subscribe, hit it. It'll take you to a place where you can sub- listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast network. We're adding more all the time, so just constantly check back there and just, you know, refresh the website over and over again uh, so we can get that Google ad money. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at uh, presequelcast, facebook.com slash prequelsequelremake, as well as Instagram at prequel sequel remake as well um, and I think this was a great episode guys yeah um, I do too this is really funny yeah. you guys did fantastic jobs you, really. you everybody's yeah did everyone did fantastic. great Desmond yeah. you're being too hard on yourself I'm not, right? no 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 I just you know, need to give myself a compliment I'm fine with what I did I just wanted to extend the love your way well, thank you. those Fair were both enough. hilarious Fair enough. Um, yeah. you know it's you know I love these like really bad movies because like it just gives us a reason to not take the material seriously in any way I wouldn't say bad as much as odd it's like a weird odd. Yes. It's like barely like a movie even. It's just a collection of scenes. Yeah. 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 Well, come back next time for, uh, you know, maybe more on topic podcast. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. possible to happen. We fluctuate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, see y'all later. Next time on Prequel Sequel Remake, will we make movie thingies too? Red Tails! Or will we choose... A Knight's Tale! Or perhaps we will choose... Shark Tale. Find out next time in a couple weeks or something. Bye! (laughs) And so he wanted to prepare real food. We all had to have real skills. And and it was top quality food. Totally edible and sustainable. We give it away at the end of the, you know, to the extras or to, uh, you know, I gained 20 pounds. John, obviously, gained weight for the movie. <laughs> you must have been going crazy on set with all that food. Oh, like incredible, The food was so freaking delicious. Real food. <laughs> <laughs>